0: hey everyone welcome to another episode of the wet boots podcast uh i'm very excited about my guest today uh i say that about all my guests but i really mean it this time he just changed responsibility as a first sergeant in the 82nd he is known as the photographer of fort bragg the island boy himself please welcome lee Antreas. that's what i'm talking about baby yeah, this is for you baby <laughs> How you doing, bro?
1: Man, I'm good. I'm freaking excited about this.
0: I am excited to have you here. Uh thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I know you had to struggle with a, with a couple of things um uh coming in here, but I it's a pleasure and an honor to have you here. Uh tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know.
1: All right, so um my name is Lee Andreas, um originally from Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. The island boy. The island boy, right? Uh been here man. A lot of years. Yeah, hey, amen. I have too. Been at Fort Bragg a yeah, long time. Yep. So, um, uh, yeah, got here 2006.
0: Mm-hmm. What were you doing before the army? Let's let's go back a little bit. What right. were you doing before the before you joined the army? Oh man.
1: So I was a I was a fourth grade teacher. That's
0: what I'm talking yeah. about, baby. Let's get deep, baby.
1: <laughs> Will I do it again? No. <laughs> But, yeah, I was a fourth grade teacher um, before I uh, enlisted in the Army.
0: Yeah? You didn't like that too much?
1: Uh, I think during that time, I was just trying to, like, fill this space because I was just got out of college. Mm-hmm. And then my mom was like, hey, why don't you be a teacher? Because, you know, like, my dad, my brother, they're all teachers. Damn, right? they're all smart, aren't yeah. they? Not me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, all right, so why not? Yeah. But... Um, Prior to me, going to college, like right after high school. I was like, you know what? I want to be in the army. Nice. Yeah. Um, The main reason was because none of my family ever served. So I want to be the first one. Hell yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'll do it. But then um, recruiters start showing up at my house. My mom was like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) And I was like, fuck. No, I can't. (laughs) So. And then um, my mom was like, nope, you're going to college and I was like, okay. So I went to college as a marine science major, and trying to be a marine biologist. Okay. You know. You know, like surrounded by the islands, so why not? Yeah. You know, do something good for the islands, but after graduation, you know, be a teacher and I was like, no, this is not for me. The vibes aren't and it, man. I was like, I want to do something exciting. Yeah. for me. So went to Meps Sign up, sign the contract and everything. Didn't even tell my mom. <laughs>
0: That's okay, man. I didn't tell my mom that I joined the army until a week before I was supposed to ship out.
1: So I talked to her, I'm like, hey, so I'm leaving. She was like, What the fuck you mean? <laughs> she was pissed, bro. <laughs> but then um, you know, she was like, Where are you going? I was like, Hey, you know, I, I enlisted in the army and then I'm going to basic training, blah
0: blah blah. So yeah.
1: And she was like, you know what? Like, I thought you know you're gonna be doing something else. However, mm-hmm. you know you're old enough that time. I was old enough that time, and she was like, "I'll support you 100." percent And that's when I got shipped out.
0: Hell yeah, at least was supportive. How was your mother, and ha- and how did she play a role into um, how you how you kind of like grew in the army?
1: Bro, let me tell you, that <laughs> woman, <laughs> love her to death. But she's the hardest person that I ever known. Yeah, you know half japanese like (sighs) hard as fuck right so like in a sense we're being raised by her you know and then went to basic training like sure that time basic training is like throw sergeant up in your face fucking cussing at you all this shit but i was like you know what my mom is fucking harder than you that's what i'm talking about hell yeah like so like the discipline I had throughout basic training or till today is because of my mom, Mm -hmm. you know, like she freaking like she prepared me in the real world. Hell yeah. So like youngest of six, right. And during that time, she like, she pushed me harder than any of my siblings. And that time I'm like, why, why is this? Mm -hmm. Like, she doesn't like me. She doesn't love me. But, you know, during that time, I don't understand the purpose behind it.
0: Yeah, like, which which is hard to see the bigger picture. Right.
1: <clears throat> so I was just like, you know, I, I just want to go hang out with friends. I don't want to. I just want to do all this stuff. But no, she was like, no, you're gonna do this. You're gonna do this. like structurally prepared me in any aspects of life. But I didn't understand at that time, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, <clears throat> my dad passed away when I was little, right? So she's all I got. Yeah. And then the age gap between my my siblings was big, like eight years. Yeah. Right? So I was, like, pretty much little. Yeah. Right? Was so a she, baby. yeah, I was a baby. So mm-hmm. she took to the next level up, preparing me to the world. Yeah. You know? Um, But, yeah, but when I wouldn't when I got to basic training, like, drill sergeant yelling, blah, 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 I'm like, all right, cool. I got it.
0: Didn't phase you. No. Your mom prepared you for yeah. that thing. That's what I'm no, talking I'm about. Like, That's a good I, shout out to mom. Yeah,
1: I know, right? <laughs> but yeah.
0: <laughs> how was your, how was your basic training? Cause everybody remembers their first shark attack, shark attack for the most part.
1: So during reception and I was like, you know what? Defag is pretty good. You know, they got the food, you know, you can all shit for that shit. But I was like, you know what? Basic training will be okay. Yeah. And then came the day, right? The bus ride. So early in the morning, they picked us up. And the bus ride to the actual, actual basic training. Yeah. Like, it was maybe like a 10-minute bus ride, but it felt like fucking forever. Because the anticipation, like the unknown. Yeah. The quietness in the fucking bus, I was like,
0: holy shit. Because everybody's scared out yes, of their fucking minds. Like,
1: I, have, I had no idea what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? You know, like, I think I got this. Hell yeah! Yeah. So when the when the bus like parked, and the next thing you hear is like, get the fuck up <laughs> I was like, holy <laughs> shit, bro! Shark attack that time when I went, like, was bad. It was bad. Like, I was like, holy shit! Here we go. Yeah. I got up, grabbed my shit. Got out. And you know, like all your your bags they just fucking pile them in. Yeah. Like, okay, you fucking go find your bag. Oh my god. That's like the hardest fucking treasure hunt ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <clears throat> I ran um to where they put all of our bags. So I found mine, right? And I was fucking carrying two double bags. And that was running back and a true sergeant like So they say, hey, if your fucking last name starts with a to B, make this formation, get in this formation. And I was running, and my, one of the troops on stopped me I'm like, "Hey, private, where the fuck are you going?" <laughs> and I was like, "I'm just trying to get to that the formation where they told me." And he was like, "Fuck no, make another formation here." So I was and I was I end up in second platoon. Okay. With the last name starting with A. Okay. So A and B was first platoon, and then like. C and D in second platoon,
0: but you were a and you got into second yeah. platoon.
1: So like uh, hey and Trey is I was the only a in second platoon Yeah, and then I dropped my bag formed up and this fucking kid <laughs> next to me on my <laughs> left bro, balls out crying Crying <laughs> and I was like, oh my god Like we don't even start yet. You really have yeah and this kid is crying on my left side, and I looked over. I'm like, "You're good," and he was like, "I'm scared." I'm like, I'm "Everybody's scared. fucking scared, yeah. dude." And uh, the true song came by, and he was like, "You know what? Everybody on your left side is gonna be your fucking battle buddy." And you're like, "Fuck this entire time you're here," and I was like, "Here, we I'm like, I stuck with this dude." Yeah. For the whole time I was there.
0: <laughs> oh fuck! You got stuck with the crybaby, huh?
1: Man, I, I tell you that dude never heard from him ever again after basic training. yeah. but like did he made it in the army? I don't know. in life, I don't know. <laughs> like I'm like, come on, dude, we're not even done remotely anything. yeah, that's the first day. Yeah, yeah, first day, pretty much like day zero and you're crying. Like why? <laughs> Which
0: it happens to a lot of people. There, it's their first time yeah. away from home and all this kind of shit, and they can't really take it. But yeah. it's fine. I and mean, then shit happens.
1: Throughout the entire time, I had to keep this guy in line, making sure it's like you know he's doing what we're supposed to do. But that motherfucker, like, fucked me over. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think about to that situation. I'm like, you know what? I might did something wrong as well. Mm-hmm. So our last day of failed. Right, you know, like we rock march out there, set up your own little AO, our platoon, and then, you know, you do roving guards. Yeah. So our roving guards starts at two, two in the morning. It's only one hour. So <clears throat> they woke us up, and then we got up, you know, started doing roving guard. And throughout our time, how want to use the bathroom so bad. <laughs> So I told this guy, I was like, hey, hold my weapon. Because you needed two hands for but, that thing. You know what I'm but, saying? <laughs> but that's where I fucked up, right? I was like, <laughs> now I thought about it. I was like, why the fuck did I give him my weapon? Yeah. You know? I should have kept it on me. Yeah. I fucked up that one. So I used the bathroom, came back, and he handed me, I thought it was my weapon, right? So we finished up the... the uh, roving guard went to sleep bro early in the fucking morning true sergeant losing it i was like fuck they was like who the fucking lose their weapon (laughs) who fucking left the fucking (laughs) weapon unsecure and i looked over there's a fucking weapon there's a rifle next to me yeah you know i was like hey that's my fucking rifle." but the true sergeant went through the serial numbers so guess what
0: it was your weapon that was It missing. was my
1: fucking weapon. That was my assigned weapon serialized to my name. Mm-hmm. That is my weapon. And it was like, Private Entrez, come here with your battle buddy. I'm like, fuck.
0: Oh, that's never good to hear.
1: So we walked up there and the truth is like, why the fuck... You left your weapon unsecure. I'm like, sure, son, I have a I have a rifle like right here. I'm holding it.
0: Which it makes sense because you're like, I have one right here. This right. is this is mine.
1: This is my fucking rifle. This, this guy doesn't weapon. have yeah. it. It's his. And then I was like, this my battle buddy don't have his weapon. And he was like, This fucking serial number belongs to you. Oh, I got your ass. And it finally clicked. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I cave him my weapon throughout our the um, roving guard because I used to use the latrine and then in the midst of it he fucking gave me his weapon and he kept mine oh. and we went to sleep he fucking left it outside <laughs> unsecured oh. That's when what, I looked at him like I was getting fucking smoked bro yeah back yeah. when you could do that fuck man I was getting fucking smoked and after that I was like you know what Fuck you! You <laughs> fucking fucked me over, dude.
0: We hope you're living under a fucking <laughs> yeah. bridge, dude. Fuck you.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, it was like I think that's that's one like one thing that I remember that I was like, man, like it was that time I was scared to fucking shit. Like I was like, oh my god, yeah, you know? they're gonna kick me out because yeah. I left a weapon insecure. But <clears throat> at the end of the at the end of it, it was like. He called me back and he was like, you know, like you, you've been, you doing so good. Mm -hmm. Basic training, you know, like you do the right thing. You kept your mouth shut. You just fucking execute. Yeah. Execute. Like, I appreciate that. But yeah, that dude, I was like, man, fuck you.
0: (laughs) So so after, after basic training, you go to AIT. What happens in AIT,
1: dude? Oh man. I tell you what, AIT was, it was like a college time in a sense. Like, you know, when you get out of basic training, like just people just want to fucking turn up. Yeah. Right. So my class, uh, we were granted to go off post, Mm -hmm. you know, like whatever. And someone fucked up. they took that away. Yeah. They took that away and they, they had a recall everyone. So, when we did the recall, it's like 2100 formation. It was Saturday night. And I was like, fuck that. I already made plans. <laughs> the streets
0: is calling, big dog. The fucking like, streets is calling. I already
1: made plans, and I'm fucking doing it. Yeah. Like, if they fucking, you know, find out that I'm doing whatever, fuck it. <laughs> so, 2100 formation. I went out in formation. <clears throat> and I called the fucking... A cab. I told the driver, I'm like, hey, can you post it in this corner at this time? And he was like, I got you. I mean, they understand.
0: Yes. They want to make that money, big dog. They want to make that cash.
1: (laughs) So after formation, went up to the room, lights out. Bro, I was in the second floor. (laughs) Popped the window (laughs) and jumped out.
0: And oh I was like, God. I am doing you,
1: this tonight. I did jump out. You
0: just jumped out of the yeah.
1: second. Oh, my God. Jumped out, ran to the 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 taxi gap, and I was off. Jesus spend Christ. The, spend the night off post. Yeah. The next morning, I just walk in with the rest of the class.
0: For first formation? Yeah. And you're good. I was good. Motherfucker. You smooth I, as peanut butter, baby. I, I told
1: my roommate, man, like, if they ask for some fucking reason, you let me know. Yeah. Yo, like he was like, I got you. Damn,
0: you smooth as peanut butter, baby. You just fucking snuck out, accepted the consequence, and I came was like, back. You know what?
1: I haven't been to airborne school that time, so like, I just did my own first PLF.
0: <laughs> yeah, looking back on it, you probably did. Yeah. <laughs> Holy oh, shit! Yeah. So you you go to so after AIT, your your streets is calling an AIT. You, <laughs> what what
1: happens with uh, what? Where do you go after AIT? So, I was initially gonna mm-hmm. go to Airborne School, okay. right there. But um, during that time, when I graduated AIT, the rigors have priority for Airborne School.
0: That's a rigor with an R. Yeah.
1: So, so uh, all the other guys that have contract—I mean, have Airborne in their contract—become like what they call all over okay. at AIT. So he pretty much graduated but he's still in like a student status. Yeah,
0: you're still on hold. It, it
1: sucks, like you, you don't deal with the bullshit, but you'll be on like fucking Just random cleaning details yeah, and cleaning shit. cleaning details, CQ, blah, 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 whatever. So I was there maybe like a month, almost two months. And I was like, man, like I can't do this anymore. Like, why am I still here? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> some of us went to talk to first on. I'm like, is there a way we can like proceed on to our duty station? And maybe go to airborne school from there. And then, first sergeant, remember, great first sergeant that time, he was like, you know what? I'm gonna send you guys to Fort Bragg. Okay. I'm like, okay. They was like, if you did, the chances of you guys go to Fort Bragg and go to airborne school is higher than staying here. Yeah. Because they're pushing rigors to airborne school Higher than anybody else. I'm like, cool. <clears throat> so, I got to Fort Bragg. And then, um, you know, at that time, the, the there's no Uber or whatever, so I called it um, the airborne. The airborne taxi. The airborne taxi, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so he showed up and he was like, hey, where are you going? And I was like, 80-second replacement. And he was like, are you airborne? I'm like, no. And he was like, are you sure? Are you sure you're going to airborne replacement? Because, like, everyone that goes there, the airborne qualify." Yeah. And I was like, sir, well, my orders say 80-second replacement. And it was like, all right, I'll drop you off. I'm like, cool. So I got dropped off there. Nobody was tracking that I was supposed to be here. Okay. Right? Uh, you know, you know how the army is, but. So I did the entire, like, in processing, blah, 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 all that stuff. Then come pick up day. Right? Every unit show up, call out their name. It's the You know, paratroopers that belong to their unit. Call out every Single individual out there that day, except for you, <clears throat> except for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was just standing there, <laughs> private entrees, scared as fuck, because hey, back in the days, fucking, you know, like,
0: like they get on that, yeah. ass. And I was like, fuck, man, like,
1: and one of the dude picking up her second brigade, was like, hey, somebody called your name. He was like, hey, private, somebody calls your name. I'm like, no, Sarn. And he was like, come on, I'll take you. (laughs) I'm like, roger, Sarn. That's how you get to 2nd Brigade. Hey, that's how I end up in 2nd Brigade. (laughs) Holy
0: shit. So You're in 2nd Brigade off a whim. So now you're in 2nd Brigade off a whim. And um, you get to your unit. What happens then?
1: So I got here right before all american week. Mm-hmm. Like the Division Review. All back in the day, back in the day Division Review was like, bro. Like it was it was the shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like it it's it hit different back in the day than Division Review nowadays. I would say that. <clears throat> so I show up in uh in BDUs, right? Cuz I was the last class to uh issue BDUs.
0: Okay. When they were <laughs> yeah. switching to digital. Right.
1: So they switching to digital at that time and that was the very first time the division, the entire division will do division review in the new digital pattern. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have that. <laughs> and my team leader was like, too bad. Go fucking buy it. <laughs> I was like, wrong, Yeah. So, you know, I, I went and bought that shit and did the whole, you know, division review, blah, blah, all that stuff. And then uh, <clears throat> came at the end of the year that I was here when I first got here. And bam, we got the call for deployment. Fuck. So yeah, back in the day, they, so nowadays is it's called the IRF, yeah. right? But when I first got here, at I, I think it was a DRB, Division Redness Brigade. Okay. Yeah, so second brigade was on Divi- Division Redness Brigade. And when the surge happened, like 2007, I think, mm-hmm. and then since our unit was on standby at that time, then we got the call New Year's Eve.
0: Ooh. You're turning up New Year's Eve. Damn.
1: So, we got the call. We got the whole fucking brigade recalled that that New Year's Eve like 2006 going 2007 New Year's Eve. Fuck. They're like, hey, you guys are deploying. So, we had the formation on January 1st. Ooh. And we're, we're out. That's such a bummer, dude. And I was like, man, I was looking forward to celebrate my birthday, January yeah. 7th. We got to Kuwait immediately pushed out to Iraq. Ooh. January 7th. Happy birthday. I was in Iraq. In fucking Iraq. Yeah. God damn, dude. And that time they was like, hey, we don't know when we're going back. Yeah. Three months in there, like maybe six months. Six months in there, like nine months. <sighs> I'm like, what the fuck? They just keep pushing that time. just keep pushing the timeline because they, they just don't know. Mm-hmm nine months and they're like we're gonna be here for 12 months uh, like okay i can do that 10 months and they're like you know what they just extended to 15 months fuck. and i was like fuck. damn so a year later january 7th i was still fucking in iraq so you spent two birthdays two in iraq birthdays, holy bro. shit but i think that deployment like my first deployment and it was the hardest deployment that I went through. Tell me about it. Right? So we got there exactly 30 days in, we lost our potential run. Damn. Right? Um, Great guy. Great guy. Um. And then immediately what that happened within that 30 days and then we got, we got pushed out to a different location and we established this uh compound outpost mm-hmm. and we stayed there the entire time on deployment um i think the turning moment is obviously the platoon's run and then literally a couple weeks after that we did a you know we did a patrol out to one of the busiest street and we did we call it the Snap TCB that time. Mm-hmm. right? So we set up a little uh, checkpoint and we just call in trucks or like vehicles, any vehicles that it suspicious, right? So there's this pickup truck, white pickup truck. I still remember that fucking truck. We called it in. We waved them through our checkpoint and we asked the turp, like, hey, tell these guys where are they coming from and where are they going, you know? And in the back of the truck is a blue tarp. There's just blue tarp covering whatever is in the back yeah and for further like inspecting the vehicle we're like oh shit something is like dripping red whatever red substance is like dripping down on a fl- on the on the pavement and then we asked the tarp like hey ask them what's in the back and the driver and the the passengers say we don't know we just got told to move this truck from this point to that point
0: okay it's already sketchy <clears throat>
1: yeah. And we like, all right, tell them to take the the tarp off. Mm-hmm. And then they finally pull the tarp off. Guess what? Three people cut up in pieces, bro. Fuck. I immediately like like my stomach turning, coos blah blah blah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like. These people here, they don't give a fuck. Uh, Yeah. They don't give a fuck where you come from. They don't give a fuck who you are. They don't give a fuck if you have a family. Yeah. They will fucking kill you in a heartbeat with no remorse. Fuck. That must have been heavy. And I was like, oh, my God. Dude, I had to walk away and just, like, recollect myself. Because, like, as a young man exposed to that immediately within 60 days... In country yeah and i was like this is real
0: that's when the reality of yeah. war in life hit yep. you
1: i was like this is real like we're in we're in it for a long long time yeah like a long fucking
0: and you long. just started so yeah. that must have that must have hurt even more
1: man and you know like throughout the entire thing you know we just constantly doing patrols in and there and then um one memorable moment during that deployment was uh so there's this there's this town that we patrol through and uh they have this sandwich stand. Okay. Yeah. You know, like I don't know, like we're just hungry or like whatever. So like whenever we do a patrol through that, we usually stop at the sandwich stand, like, hey, you know, this guy will make us like badass burgers. Okay. Like, you know, something different. Yeah. Like good. Good ass fucking burgers. And then we've done that a couple of times throughout our deployment came to find out that that dude making us fucking these badass burgers. Yeah. We paying him these burgers was the main guy that we planting IEDs for us.
0: Fuck, Fuck. man. God.
1: Yeah. God damn. So when the report came down, they were like, are you fucking serious? Is the guy that we fucking buy all these fucking burgers from. Yeah. He's one of the main guys that, you know, putting bombs. Fuck. I these <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Holy so we, shit. You know, we you know obviously we, you know, get all the condoms and all that stuff to hit that guy. And then that day we showed up at the sandwich stand. You know, he was thinking like it's all friendly. Yeah. So we went and detained him and took him away.
0: Never saw him again. Never saw him again. Jesus. I don't know
1: what happened. Fucking
0: Christ. Yeah. Holy shit, man. That's fucking heavy. God like, Fuck. damn. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. When you were out in your 15 months in, in, uh, in Iraq, did you have any time for R&R?
1: I did. So during that time, they don't know what our time frame was to coming back. They just so kept when, getting extended. Yeah, they just kept getting extended. So when we hit six months in, they were like, okay, R&Rs are granted. Mm-hmm. You know, we're already six months. And so they start putting people on R&R. So I was nine months in 10 months and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to finish the whole thing. Yeah. You know, I don't want to leave the team, you know, <clears throat> to me that time I was like, um, leaving the team is selfish for me. Yeah. I was like, I'll do the whole 15 months. And my platoon sergeant at that time was like, no, you're going to take 14 days or however that there was, uh, how many days that you need for our R and R. So I, I fought it, but he was like, no. He was like, you're going R and R.
0: Yeah, because when you're you're when you're a young Hua, you don't really yeah. see the big picture stuff. Yeah.
1: And I was all right. So um so during during the entire time I was there, like I was the mentality I had at the time was like, Hey, if something happened, if shit it defends, if a grenade happened to fall fall in between us, mm-hmm. Me and my team. During that time, I was like, "No, I'll fucking jump on that grenade." (sighs) That's how the the mentality I had that time, because I was single. You know, nothing. I was not attached to anyone, Mm -hmm. so like I was, you know, basically like focus on my deployment and the guys left and right. Yeah. Right. So after R and R came home, and I saw my family, I saw my mom, and it changes a lot. Yeah. You know, I was like, fuck. Like, there are people back home that fucking love me, you know, that care about me. But, you know, the, the the crazy reality is, like, you bonded with those people that you never know or you never, like, you came across. The army brought you guys together. You bond, you know, you, you made that brotherhood or whatever it is that yeah. you guys bonded. And then I'm willing to sacrifice my life for them. Yeah. But, like that time I was like, you know what? My family going to be okay. You know? But then, after the RNO, I was like, man, every patrol we did, I was like, man, I hope nothing happened today.
0: Yeah, because now you realize that you yes, have people that counter
1: Exactly. You. And like, every patrols we go out after my r I was like, like, you know, like, I'll, like, before we exit the gate, I'll be like, do a little prayer. Yeah. Like, God, help me today. Please, you know, Help us today, bring everyone safe. Because I was more like worried that something will happen to me because now knowing that I have a family back home that loves me. Yeah. You know, and it, so it, it changes a lot of things throughout my first deployment. But, but yeah, other than that, it was a rough deployment, 15 months, lost a couple of people. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, it was, <laughs> but I think, I think one of the, you know, great takeaways are like funny stories about that deployment is like the first three months, like we don't have border or anything, like to to know, take a shit to in. take a shit in. So you know, obviously it's an engineer engineer company, so we they build the border uh, and cut those barrels in half, and then we shit in fucking barrels, right? Because <laughs> we don't have any. Yeah. So, yeah, we shit in fucking we shit in barrels, and we burn them oh i know <clears throat> so uh it was our platoon shit detail that one day okay. so shit detail meaning like hey you have you know a couple couple soldiers to go out and burn shit you all oh, your task that day is to burn all the fucking shit <laughs> and that should take forever man burning <laughs> shit it's a fucking it's a job bro. <laughs> oh, so <fuck. clears throat> i remember one of these guys Oh, great dude, man. Named Castall. I remember him. But uh He was he was a shit Detail from our platoon and yeah. we went out on a patrol, came back. And then it's about like 18, 1900 and you show up in our platoon area. And he was like he told our team leaders like, Yeah, I just got done uh, my detail. And he was like, Oh, by the way, today's my birthday.
0: <laughs> oh man. Oh, that really sucks.
1: I was like, I looked at him like, why didn't you say something?
0: Yeah, maybe they could have replaced him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm like, bro, I was like, well, I say happy birthday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. After that yeah. shit detail. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, you
1: know, like he's he's covering smoke or whatever. I'm like, yeah, you go shower, dude. Man. But I was like, yeah, he's <laughs> shitty, but happy birthday. you know. Oh, man. Yeah. I think those are like, you know, like great moments throughout the deployment, like the yeah. experience where you have with some of the dudes, like, you just never yeah, forget that. Yeah. It, it, it's funny though. Like, you know, um, I remember one time, like, so the building that we stayed in, um, so the building, the main power line, it runs off like the main road. So the, from the main building, we stayed to the main road, it's maybe like 400 meters. Okay. Right. So one time they came, They came and shut down the the power line towards ours, our building. So, you know, obviously they put the generators on and basically running the talk. But everywhere else is no lights, right? And it was fucking hot, bro. So what happened was we go all the way up to the top of the building (laughs) to stay because it was so hot inside the building. And what happened when we go up on the top and our, our little cop is right on Tiger's River. So overlooking Tiger's River on the other side. Okay. And they fucking have snipers.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. <clears throat> yeah. And um, I remember one specific time that we were changing um, tower guards. Yeah. So, wh- uh, so the, you know, like, they, they hire local people to come and work. Yeah. You know, sometimes... And they hired this electrician or whatever to put up lights, like street lights around the our cop. Okay. And this motherfucker have one light that, like, straight towards the ladder of one of the corners facing Tigers River. So when you do, uh, when you go up and down, up and down. When you do a tower card change, they can see they you. They can see you. Ooh. So that's not the opportunity when they're like, hey, when they do the. Tower card change, and that's when the people on the other side of that uh Tiger's River start sniping. <laughs> fuck, and then we're like, What the fuck like, why this dude, you know, put the light in there? Yeah, and we we end up turning that light, but we they stop. I don't, I never see that guy ever again on, on our cop fuck. because maybe he did it on purpose. I don't know, yeah, you know, <clears throat> but yeah, it's like I remember one time. Uh, we were in uh, Tower Guard, and one of my buddies, we was just talking. And then, you ever heard, like, a bullet whistle?
0: That little fucking whirring, yeah. whirring right okay. next to it, yeah.
1: Like, it's fucking close. And we were like, oh, shit, we can getting shot at, bro. We're getting sniped at. But yeah, like, I mean, the whole time, you know, I was just thinking about it. Like, like we trying to help the people out. But we don't know who's bad. We don't know who's good. Yeah. You know, so like the good ones, we thought like, hey, you know, they're helping out, or we're helping them. But actually, in reality, like no.
0: Yeah. No. You can't. You can never tell yeah. the the good from the good ones from the bad ones, and that's just with people in general. Yeah. So, Gastel <laughs> does shit duty. You guys are getting shot at by snipers in Iraq, and you're just eating fucking shit, right? Yeah. So finally, you'd redeploy. You come back to brag, right? Yep. What happens after after you come
1: back? So, you know, the whole time I show up as a non-airborne personnel. Oh, yeah, you're still it was, Yeah, it was back in the day, like, it's very rare mm-hmm. that you show up in the division, not airborne qualified. Yeah. And I was like, so they gave me shit before. I was like, oh, you're a fucking lake. What are you doing here? can get the fuck out of I'm here. I'm like, cool, whatever. You know, I'm just like, I just get my mouth shut. So I just continue, continue on and after the deployment finally i got sent to airborne school hell yeah. yeah so like yeah maybe Airborne school was hard to some people but i had a good time you know like physically and all that stuff like hey i was good when mm-hmm. it comes to like i did all that shit. then when it comes to jump week and the instructor was like hey you want to be a number one jumper?" i'm like i'll do it fuck no i was like i'll fucking do it Mm-mm. yeah so like game the first jump in our class i was like i was in, i was the first one to like boop
0: fuck yeah more balls than me because <laughs> i found out i was the first jumper when i was jumping oh okay. fuck that dude
1: but it, it was good i had a good time in airborne school um i had it so i went i went to airborne school as a new sergeant okay just got pinned So, you know, like they segregate the NCOs and Joes and, you know, whatever your roommate. So my roommate that time was a Sergeant First Class. I can't remember what unit he was from, but uh, our last night jump, he got hurt so bad. Really? Yeah. So he got airlifted from the drop zone. And I never seen him again, bro. Fuck. Yeah, the instructors that came into our room grabbed all of his stuff. Holy shit. And I was like, Never saw him again. Never heard from him. God damn! I'll be still good, dude. If you good, like, fucking hit me up, I dog. Like, I don't know. I was like, man. I was like, okay, this that's how. So after everyone school, came back to Fort Bragg, and you know, I just continued on and deployed again. And uh, <clears throat> one of the, the deployments, uh, we were again second brigade was in uh, standby, and we went to Haiti. Okay. For the earthquake. Yeah. So, you know, we got to Haiti, helped them out, whatever we did. And then boredom strike. <laughs> and what else you do?
0: The good idea fairy yeah, strikes idea every fairy single time, strikes. huh? So,
1: you know, Haiti have some big fucking tarantulas, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was we were so bored that we start catching the tarantulas and actually, like, fight them. Uh-huh. <clears throat> oh, so shit. So I, you know, I got this one and I was like, you know what? This guy's a beast. So I call him Moto Moto. <sighs> you know, hey, name's so nice, you got to say it twice, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, 550 cords, and I pull one of the, the inside. The guts of the, out? Yeah, the guts out. And I like tie it around his waist. Oh, my God. And I'll be like just walking around in our little, little you know. <laughs> it's a little bit it's tarantula right that's how bored we were that
0: time. oh shit! Yeah. oh man
1: so i stayed there for about two and a half months and then redeployed back to fort bragg and i was like man i want to take this bad boy back home so there was two of them so i had a container right so i i put them in a i i built a separate like little container for them i gave them water some food. I don't fucking know that time. So it's moto
0: go. moto and, and another and tarantula. Another, yeah, another okay. tarantula.
1: But obviously, I separate them. In yeah, a different uh, case. So I gave them water, whatever, whatever food I think they'll eat. That's yeah. It. And I was like, hey, like whoever makes it, or hopefully both of them make it back home. So during the inspection, <laughs> the MBs came to my container. like, hey, this is your container. I'm like, yeah. So uh, they were like, What's in it? And I just gave him the 1750 stating, Hey, this is what's in the the container. So it was like, Open it. I'm like, All right. So I opened the container. They saw, you know, all these pelican cases, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I just closed it. They closed it and I sealed them. Okay. But I sealed the container. I'm like, All right, bet. Hell yeah. Container made it back to Fort Bragg. We picked up the container. And the first thing I went is to check to make sure they're alive. <laughs> so the other one died. Okay. A Motomoto. Dude, that that motherfucker was a fighter. (laughs) He made it back to the States. (laughs) So I took him home. (laughs) I took him home, you know, made him a big ass fucking house. Like I bought like an empty aquarium and then just build him, build a house. And then, and then I like, I actually, that time I actually researched into like how to like take care of tarantulas. Okay. Yeah. So one morning, right? I got out went to feed him and there was two of them in there okay yeah and i was like what the fuck two I'm like there's no way like like am i fucking dreaming right now like something fuck or someone playing joke on me and i was like there's no way mm-hmm. so i kind of poked him so <laughs> the actual one was like he moved and the other one just sits still okay and i was like that's weird so i googled it it's like, hey. The, Tarantulas shed skin. They're like, yeah. Oh shit! So they're like, they shed their old skin and just move on to the next one. <laughs> Dude, that Fuck. freaked me out, man. <laughs> so I went to, I took my son to. I don't know if you know, but Aloha Zoo. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. It. So I was going through the like the different types of tarantulas they have, and they have one that's from Haiti. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I have the same spider. I have the same tarantula from Haiti. I'm like, how did you get here? Well, Yeah, and I, was, and I was like, and he was like, do you know how much paperwork we oh, have to my god we have to do to get this bad oil for here? And I just put it in my fucking tricon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, yeah, know, baby. Right? God damn. Man. How long did he live? Five years, man.
1: Five. Five man. years after that.
0: God yeah. damn. Shout out to Moto Moto. Cause Moto, that Moto, spider man, was fucking yeah. Yeah jesus so. that thing was hard as fuck
1: <laughs> yeah I, I still have pictures of him like what like in a fucking string and just walking around, <sighs> you know. oh my god that's fucking
0: awesome who the fuck keeps a tarantula as a as a pet from a third world yeah. country Bro. and holds on to it that's wild as fuck dude it's
1: boredom do you fucking come up with some shit you know? <laughs>
0: So you come back from Haiti, you got Moto Moto, you guys are just chilling. What happens after after you get back?
1: Um, I went on another deployment. You mm-hmm. know, nothing really happened. That deployment just pretty much went out there, support, um, came back, just daily operation back, home state. Um, and then we were on another cycle of deployment. And then but during, the, during that time, that's when I went to drum master school. Okay. And, you know, like, when you drum master school, <clears throat> like, really admired those instructors that time when I went. And I was like, man, these guys are professional. Like, they know their stuff to a T. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be one of them. So, so there's tasking that comes down from division to brigades. Like, hey, you your battalion or tasked to provide a a sergeant with you know at least 30 jumps or at least a senior raider Mm -hmm. to go to to try out to be an instructor so I told my son major like hey I want to be I want to I want to go try out for it I want to be an instructor and he was like I know you do like but I need you under this deployment oh and I was like fuck so I was like, all right Roger that so I deployed with that unit and then came back and then immediately upon return you know and he released me I was like yeah go down there try out to be an instructor okay yeah so that's what I went down um, so when I when I show up at the schoolhouse to try out for instructor like you know the experience wise as far as being a drum master online I had that experience right yeah over 65 drums already show up as a master rated drum master and then did the tryout so you have thirty days. So prior to thirty days, they call it the five minute class. Okay. So you you go interview with first sergeant commander. And then they'll give you an, a poi of the stinger uh, the stinger missile Trump Act. You have to memorize that. So you got to memorize that and come back and pitch it to the commander, the first sergeant, and the committee chiefs. Okay. You have five. They call it five minute class. <clears throat> so I did but five. I did my five minute class. Didn't memorize that shit because I was like, man memorization is like whatever so my commander was like you know what we're gonna take you on 30 days of tryout to be an instructor okay i'm like okay so i came back my day one you know so what happened in that school throughout the entire process is like they'll give you an a a poi Mm -hmm. and then you have to learn the poi verbatimly at the same time, answering questions that the instructor asks you. Okay. At the same time, they'll be doing some wow stuff. <laughs> okay. To make sure you're, you know, you're paying attention to what's going on in your class. Just to kind of throw you off. Yeah, it's just kind of throw you off. So, like, your main job as an instructor when you're on a platform to make sure you control your class. So, okay. everything happening in the class, there's a uh, control, like a a controller, we call it. Okay. If somebody falling asleep, there's a set of... Set controller that you use to that student okay they're talking there's a set of controllers right so like you learning the controllers at the same time learning the poi at the same time trying to answer their questions fuck right and me and me it was like you know what i have more experience being a drum master but i have no idea like the technicality or the the technicality behind the parachute being a parachutist okay right Meaning like, hey, why are we doing certain things? Or why is this we have to have it this way? What's the purpose behind it? Okay. I had no idea. Being a drum master online, just like, hey, you're pulling duty this time? Roger that. Just being a drum master. But I didn't know why we routed this webbing retainer through there, why we routed everything. So like you as an instructor, you have to know that.
0: Okay. You have to process behind right.
1: it. So that's when your research comes in. Dude, I had to go to the Airborne Museum. If it wasn't be an instructor candidate, that is the only reason why I went to the Airborne Museum. Because they asked me questions yeah. about the first parachute. Really? Yes. What does it fuck. look like? Like, So I had to, like, most, most of the questions they asked me, I had to go to the Airborne Museum to look, look those items up. Okay. Yeah. They asked me questions. I'm like, man, guess what I did? Call the manufacturer. Holy fuck. You're going deep. Yes. And what's funny is like the the manufacturer of the advanced combat helmet or the other helmets, if you call them like, hey, I have a question about in regards to your advanced combat helmet, they're like, Oh, you're calling from Fort Bragg. You're one of the uh instructor <laughs> candidates, right? They're because I already know it was like every almost every instructor before me had made that call.
0: They already fucking knew yeah. the protocol. They already yeah. knew the process. So, oh, yeah. we got it.
1: So I did my so halfway through the thirty day, right? Do we call it the, a midway assessment? Okay. So midway assessment is where all the instructors say, hey, he's salvageable. We can keep him or we cut him.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. He's not,
1: he's not up to par. Up to uh, so came to my uh, midway assessment. My trainer was like, dude, you're, you're fucking sucking. <sighs> But I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, yes, I'm sucking. It's just because the mentality that I had going in there, right? Oh, okay. Because I was like, you know what? I have more experience than you guys. Ugh. But I wasn't humble about saying like, you know what, you guys know more than I do. Yeah. I was basing on my experience and my performance on the line, but not being humble to be an instructor. Yeah. Right. So during, like, my midway assessment, I was like, man, like, I have to really, like, lose the ego, be humble. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, that's when I started, like, picking up my on my researches, you know, being transparent of certain things that, hey, like. Because I got kicked off from the platform multiple times. Oh, shit. Because, like, one, the one moment you say something that is not black and white and you try to make up your own fucking answer, they kick you off. Really? Because you're lying.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, because then that that becomes right. like the new standard yes. and shit.
1: So like every time that you say something that is not black and white, they'll kick you off. Fuck. I got kicked off a lot of fucking times because I just make up shit. <laughs> basing, on my, basing on my experience, not making up shit, right, but basing on my experience as a drum master, I answer the question based on my experience, but it's not what's, it's
0: not the right answer. It's not
1: the right answer. It's
0: an answer, yeah. but it's not what's written right. in doctrine.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And then after the, uh, halfway assessment and I was like, you know what? Yeah. I have to change the way I think, think about things and like just lose the fucking ego, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll be all right. Yeah. So, and then, uh, the half of it, Hey, I, I bounce back and, Eventually got my uh my hat.
0: Hell yeah, yeah, man! And you spent how long as a black hat?
1: Uh, three, three and a half years. <sighs> yeah,
0: loved it. every second of it, huh?
1: I did. Like when I was there, um, it was one of the best time in my career. A because like you pretty much, um, not work independently, but you know what you're supposed to do. Okay, right. I can count on you, and I can count on the other guy. Hey. Like, let's just say we come down on TDY for teaching the Marines. Okay. Right? So the Marines, they have different type of, you know, drop packs or whatever. We have to learn that on the fly. Like, you have to do your own research to go teach them. Yeah. Right? So, like, the MC6. We are qualified to jump the MC6 when I was there because we teach it. We do MTTs for sock. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, like, we were qualified to jump those parachutes and teach it. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like. Most of my jumps, when I was over there, it was all mc I'm like, fuck the T-11. I'm going
0: <laughs> to jump the MC6. T-11 is a lot heavier, and but you yeah. can't fucking move with that thing.
1: Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the the whole time I was there, you know, like I started as a teaching drum master, like the drum master, and then eventually I got moved on to what they call the subordinate evaluation. Okay. So the subordinate evaluation is mostly like, you know, people with experience – uh, senior instructors that they put in the committee so what they do is they go out within the 18 Airborne core and it's just like uh making sure the john masters are doing the right thing making sure you know everything they're doing is within guidelines okay. okay and we just help them support and then hey like help them to make sure the mission is success right sometimes when they're like like really bad in timeline when they need help to jmbi We'll like drop our tops and start JMBIing. Okay. Yeah, help them out. Um, so in in all of that, and that's when, uh, so I was I was on orders to BCSC Germany. Okay. Right, and then that's what happened like during COVID. Oh. Yeah. So everything ceased, PCSCs and all that stuff. So my orders eventually got deleted. So uh, that's why I end up you know, extra time at the schoolhouse. Okay. Just waiting for the new mating cycle. And then during the entire time, and I picked up photography.
0: And that's what most people know you as. Yeah,
1: Yeah. that's, yeah. So like I picked up photography through, during COVID in a parking lot workout. Wow. All the gyms were closed that time. Oh yeah, that's right. So, but a bunch of us, like, you know, some of my friends, we have weights and then we just go in a random parking lot and start working out. Right, so I have a good friend of mine. He was in the army at that time. He got out, but he had a camera. Okay, he was like, hey, do you take pictures while I work out? Because I, I, I was already, I, that time I was already did my workout, and I was just you're the working. first one done. Yeah, <laughs> so I started taking the pictures, and he was like, dude, you're really good, man. Oh shit, you got an eye for it. Like, cool. like, get a camera. So like, when he said that, it finally clicked. Cause like. I always think that I have a good eye. Yeah. I see certain things. I'm like, oh man, like if I do this to this thing, you know, it will look different. And I was like, okay. So when I bought a camera, use my son, it's my first model, mm-hmm. you know? And then at that time, my Instagram, right? Yeah. The Instagram handle, which is Island Boy Media, right?
0: Yeah. Is <laughs> will just, be media. Is
1: it, be media, right? But, I start post so like I started posting my work on that Instagram. Yeah. And then some of my friends like, hey, go public on that because it was a private. Okay. So I went public on that Instagram, and then eventually just got a you know, attraction going on. A lot of people you know start reaching out to include you when I met I you. I did, yeah. Yeah. And then that was it. So I changed that to a public platform to start my media. And then I created another one yeah personal, right? But then the funny thing is about the Instagram handle, all right? So in college, right, I was trying to make a Gmail account. Okay. I was shit face. <laughs> Drunk that night, right? That's what I'm
0: talking about.
1: So I was trying to say islandboy at gmail.com, uh-huh. but I misspelled it so bad. And how'd you type and, it? And, that's how I did it, It's like, is in b or whatever. Is'll be. Is'll be, right? And that's how I end up with it. <laughs> so now, yeah, <laughs> Island boy media came from, Oh shit. I was trying to create a Gmail account in college. Shit face. Trying to spell Island boy, but I fucked it up.
0: And it's worked out for and you it, though, because it, that's, that's just, a, that's a staple in Fort Bragg. Yeah, that's a staple it, name.
1: It's just stuck. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to change it.
0: Fuck no. Yeah. So
1: yeah, that that's how Island boy came You know, Island Boy came out because I was drunk.
0: (laughs) And the best decision, the best and worst decisions (laughs) kind of happen when we're drunk. How was, how was taking pictures for you or how was photography kind of open
1: doors for you? You know what? So while I was on the instructor, right, on that evaluation committee. So I was, you know, I've seen all this, like been on these drums, you know, I observed blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna bring out my camera, okay, and start taking pictures and see what happens. So I had a picture that went viral, right? It was a picture of the uh, the rainbow and the parachute, okay, right on Sicily Drop Zone. So I took that picture and then posted it on my Instagram and tagged the Vision, Ooh. 82nd. and they get held, they got a hold of that picture and they reposted, okay, and it just it just went the the. The particular photo went viral okay and then i think that's when everybody noticed my work right mm-hmm. but then like taking the army photos the you know people jumping blah 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 but at the same time like hey i want to take photos of people working out okay right not so much about like posing photography but like those candid shot the photos that tells a story yeah right So like, that's what I like see myself doing it, taking photos of people and pretty much is motivating others through what I see through my lens. Right. Telling a story through a picture. Yeah. So like every people that I've taken pictures of them, I try to, you know, whatever the caption is, try to tell the story. Yeah. Right. It's not so much like, Hey, you know, like posing here and there. Right. I mean, which is still good. I'll still do it. But I think some photos means more in a different way. Like in the actual moment that you took it. Yeah. Versus like, hey. That's a stage yeah, photo. Yeah. Yeah. That's a stage photo. So and then that's when it started. And then, you know, we finally met up. Yeah, we did. Took your pictures. And you know, like, hey, I'll be I'll be honest, you're one of my first clients. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So like, you know, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Oh know? no, thank like, you, man. So and then Hey, like, from then on, like, you know, it's just, it's been good. Yeah, man. You Business know? has been booming yeah, for you. so, you know, it's not just people here in Fort Bragg or North Carolina area that wants to, like, shoot, like, people all over states. Hell you yeah. And know? know what's crazy because my airborne photos, so when I went to the Netherlands. Okay. Right? This one dude approached me, and he was like, he's a... He's an Italian paratrooper. Okay. But he was like, I follow you on Instagram. That's wild. He was like, I love your photos. And he was like, can we take a selfie? Holy shit. Oh shit. I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. That's fucking wild. So because, because of that, you know, airborne being a paratrooper, taking photos. So like it, it made a way out to the Europe, you know, make, make ways to Europe. So like some of the people, like I met through a lot of photographers through Europe, through the being airborne okay you know i met, met with them uh a couple tdy to the netherlands you know and met up with some great great individuals over there with yeah. the same passion of you know documenting throughout the army hell yeah, yeah.
0: man so, island boy is worldwide yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm fucking yeah. talking so about baby
1: yeah it, it, it's been good so very fortunate
0: Hell yeah, man! And, uh, and uh, your story is very inspiring. Your story is very motivational, and I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna reach a lot of people uh, once they hear this. I do have a set of questions for you uh, before we head out. The uh, first one is, what are your favorite rites of passage?
1: Ooh, you know, there's a couple of those, right? But I think my favorite one is the exhaust symbol.
0: I love it. Go ahead and explain what that motherfucker is.
1: So the exhaust sample, right on the multiple Monday.
0: Yeah. New
1: new paratroopers show up in your platoon, in your squad, whatever.
0: It's a rites of passage, not right something of, yeah. else. All right. Yeah.
1: And you'd be like, "Hey, Private So and So, we need an exhaust sample for this particular truck," and they'd be like, "What is the exhaust sample?" You take a trash bag. Yeah. Wrap it around the exhaust while the other person turn it on. <laughs> And then when you get all the exhausts in there, you tie it off.
0: And then you bring it to me. Yeah, and then
1: you bring it to me. Yeah, yeah. So but I think that's one of the good ones.
0: But you gotta tie it fast because yeah. if you tie if you don't tie it fast enough, then yeah. the air, then the actual oxygen yeah. gets in there and messes it up the uh, the messes up the oxygen so, sample or yeah. the the sample in there. Oh man, I love that. Uh, what what was your first moment of army suck where you realized, goddamn, this shit really sucks?
1: You know, there's. There's multiple times I'm going to be honest, right? Like, man, this shit suck. But, like, I, I'm just the tired person just don't talk. I just, like, you know what? It sucks. So I'll give it to myself. Yeah. And I just continue on. Try to help out the people left and right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it'll be suck. But I was like, hey, guys, like, it's almost done. Yeah. You know? Like, we're a day or a minute. Are second closer to being almost done, so, so it just, doesn't really phase yeah. you too much. So just just hang in there. You know? yeah. Yes, it sucks right now, but just think about the brighter side of things. You know. Hell yeah! yeah. So I was like, "Hey, it's almost done." So <laughs> I I picked up that term, like that little saying, like every every time there's something going on, and I always tell myself, "It's almost done." Yeah. Yeah.
0: It'll get it'll it'll help you out mentally.
1: Yeah, I I, I think sometimes i will be like, man, yeah, it sucks. But one thing for sure is I don't complain in front of the soldiers. I Well, no, you don't. No. You like, can't. I go somewhere else and be by myself and, like, fucking cuss, cuss out whatever. <laughs> but You know what I'm saying? But, no. I, Because to me, it's, like, it's not a good thing. You as an NCO, I don't think it's, like, yeah, we, we can complain together.
0: Yeah, but not for the Joes because yeah, like, then she's going to bring them yeah, down. Yeah,
1: behind closed doors <laughs> and, you know, like, just whatever it is. But, you know, I just try to be that better... Better person in every situation. Try to help out the team, the unit, you know, one day at a time.
0: Hell yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking about. On the flip side of that, what was your best
1: moment in the Army? Oh, man. Best moment. I think when I got, I think when I got promoted to a sergeant. Okay. Yeah. The reason why I say that was um, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I didn't know that time, like, hey, I want to stay in. Mm -hmm. But getting promoted to a sergeant opens up a new, like, a new phase of what's being in the Army and being an NCO. Yeah. Right? A lot of things that time I don't know. But then again, like, I try my best to be be reliable, you know, to help out the team, like, help the soldier out, right? And then one thing that I tell myself till today is, like, I will never forget where I came from. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, that's where a lot of leaders nowadays forget, you know, I will never forget where I came from. Yeah. You know, I will always, you know, try to understand the situation of a soldier. If they bring you any problems, Yeah. try to understand the soldier. You know, I'm not going to fill in the blanks because I don't know. Mm -hmm. I will try to find the answers or I will try to find what happened. So try to help a different soldier.
0: And, you probably agree with me on this. The day that your soldiers stop bringing you their problems, it's the day that you're not their leader anymore.
1: I Yes, 100%. Because if, if
0: 100%. a soldier's not bringing you their problems or any issues that that's going on with them, they don't trust you yeah. enough as a leader to help them solve it.
1: And and I think we're, to me, as leaders, right, in the army, I think where sometimes we forget it's just because it's, it's more like a, A credit card loan. Okay. The way I see it, right. So, when you don't have credit, right? Uh huh. How much the bank gonna give you? Maybe like five hundred dollars. Not a lot. Yeah, not a lot, right? So, you as a team leader, as a squad, as as a team leader, right? Yeah. What are you in charge of? Maybe four or five, four to six soldiers. Yeah. Right. So some leaders they tend to forget, like, hey, I will focus on my four to six, but they take on more responsibility. Take it six to twelve.
0: Okay. They it off a little bit more than they can chew.
1: So now they're overwhelmed yeah. and the more problems that they gave you, you are like, Oh man, I cannot handle all these problems at one time. So like my encouragement to young leaders, right? Hey, stick to what your grade or your position is right now. Yeah. I'm not saying go more, but if you focus on your 46, you will understand all six of your people. Yeah. You will know their problem. If they show up one day looking not the same, like not the same, you will understand, hey, what's wrong?
0: Talk and that's to getting to know your soldiers. Right. That's being able to know them.
1: Exactly. So the more you go up in rank, right? So now as a first sergeant, I was a first sergeant like, hey, I'm in charge of 109 people. Mm-hmm. That's a lot,
0: dude. Yeah.
1: Right? So like, you know, just understand where your where uh, left and right limit on your firing scope. Yeah. Right? So team leader 46, whatever number. Are. Yeah. Focus on them. Then you're eventually going to build up that credit, yeah. So like now you're up in rank first on you, your credit a lot more. You're in charge of a lot, uh, more people, right? So I, I I think that's where. Yes, we tend to like overreach, but they always say, "Hey, like always think about two ranks up." Yeah, yeah, coming up in the army. I was thinking yeah. about
0: two ranks up, and your job is to make your boss's job easier,
1: dude. I believe. So. Yeah. Yep.
0: Cause if you make your boss's job easier, it's, it's just going to make things a lot easier on yeah, you. Absolutely. You're you're already going to become an asset and they're not, it is a double-edged sword. You're going to become an asset, but then at the same time, they're not going to get rid of, they're not going to want to get rid of you. Yeah. But a good leader always sees that potential and doesn't stop you from yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Understanding.
0: Very well said. Last question. Uh, one of the last questions, what advice would you give someone that's coming out of basic or AIT and going straight to their unit? All the young who was out
1: there. Yeah. All the young who was right. Try not to save the world by yourself. Be a team player. Be coachable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, get you a mentor, not just one multiple and understand different, ba- different aspects of the army. Yeah. It's not just be like, if you're your MOS, don't just stick to your MOS as your mentor, reach out different people, different backgrounds, different MOSs as a mentor. Yeah. Right. Because everyone have their different style of leadership. I'm not saying copy someone, but you as a person, you have your own different leadership style.
0: I do believe I do believe that everybody has their own leadership style. And the biggest and this is where I believe that um, bad leaders make a huge influence, because once you have a couple bad leaders, you know, they're important because then you can take characteristics or aspects of their leadership that, you know, you don't want to be like. Yeah. that way when you see the good leaders you you can kind of like it's kind of like building a puzzle when you see the good yeah. leaders you're like I want to take this I want to take that I want to learn from this then you see the bad leaders and you're like I don't want to do this I don't want to do that I, I you kind of know how to filter all that stuff yeah. out
1: but yeah like
0: get you a good mentor
1: get you a good mentor and like don't forget where you come from man
0: yeah yeah i fucking but, love it dude yeah. I fucking love it. Well, thank you for coming out today. It's been an honor and a pleasure to have you here today. Oh, yeah, uh, go ahead and plug your Instagram, everything you got, OnlyFans, Feet Finder,
1: <laughs> Feet Finders.
0: <laughs> you, can, you can catch Lee Andreas on uh, Instagram at. Yeah. Island boy, (laughs) at Island boy, that was a good story. But he's the photographer of Fort Bragg. Again, thank you so much for coming out. Um, Me, it's been an absolute pleasure to Uh, to hear your story and to hear your mentality and to just have you here in general, man. Hell yeah, dude! Thank you so much. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time.
1: Appreciate it.